Hello everybody, and welcome to the Gaming News Power Power, brought to you by Take the Studios. My name is Spencer. I'm Joshua. I'm Hannah. And today we are going to discuss PAX East. It's a little different show, we have no rundown, um, we have no guiding light at all. We're just going to start running down what we liked about PAX East and what we cringed at, which I think everyone... <laughs> At this point, knows what that is, but we'll get to that later. Um, guys, let's let's just jump right into it because I want to start with Bethesda on Paxis. Oh, that's strange. I had an inkling you'd want to start with Splatoon, but we can do that. Oh, uh, that's a good fun. Um, <laughs> all right, so if if people don't know, PAX East is in um, Boston, and it's a uh, gaming convention, not unlike E three, but more fan focused. And uh, being fan focused, Bethesda really, really did that well. Um, the, if people saw the videos, it's the like trailers. Fans or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they actually had some some cool stuff. They they showed their trailer for Wolfenstein, which is just sto- official story trailer, and you can look that up on YouTube. And you know, it's got the the Nazis taking over France stuff, and that's all well and good. Um, of course, before Pax East, they announced more stuff for Fallout seventy six, so they didn't have a whole lot on that front per se. This this whole weekend for them was really dedicated to Elder Scrolls. Um, yeah, did, yeah, did, it definitely was. Uh, uh, did you guys watch the 25th anniversary, like the the um, dedication video? It's like 10 minutes long. Yeah, I did. Um, very, yeah, they... very heart touching, and very much trying to get some good PR from the 76 <laughs> debacle. I personally am a huge fan of Daggerford, uh, Daggerfall, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Daggerford. Daggerford. No, Daggerford, Daggerford is in D and D, so that's why I got mixed up. Dagger Fall, which is definitely not from D&D. Uh, and I enjoyed it a lot because, I mean, I really like that game. And no one no one knows about it. Uh, <laughs> but it is funny that they, they really hammered Elder Scrolls. Like, they basically could have just said 25 years of, you know... Skyrim. Of Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, it would have been it would have been accurate. So <laughs> I can't wait to play Skyrim two whenever it comes out. Anyway, um, and I'm glad to to see that they got the uh, the grandmother who games and plays Skyrim as an NPC because, as we know, she's the only person on YouTube and the internet who has ever streamed Skyrim. Uh, so I definitely thought that was cool that they took the the only fan of that little indie game. Uh, Skyrim, <laughs> and they decided to to really to really pump it up like that. Um, she is the most endearing streamer I've ever seen. Uh, she is adorable. You but... have never listened to the silky smooth Scottish accent of Gopher, then. I have, and I don't like them. <gasps> However, I do love the gaming grandma. Uh, when I see her videos, I don't like watch regularly because I don't like to just watch people 
play a game that I have access to regularly. But um, I, I, if they do lore and stuff like Oxhorn, cool. But he's mostly just Fallout. Uh, but th- that that woman, I watched a backstage video of her and Todd Howard that I believe her grandson or someone shot on their phone and uploaded to Twitter. And Probably because they know what Todd Howard is capable around with women. <laughs> God, not this again, Lee. I mean, he's no Ranji Pitchford, but he can still be pretty dangerous. Okay. Okay, Lee. Just don't bring up Nebraska or Oklahoma, and we'll be okay. So... In this video, uh, you have Todd Howard, and he's talking to her, and he was like, you know, we really get a kick out of watching you around the office, and when we invited you, you said yes. We were really excited. I said, look, she's coming to PAX, and everyone was so excited, they couldn't believe it. And then she said, what? When you invited me, I I thought, wow, I can't believe it. I'm invited to go see the Bethesda Studios, and, and she went on and on about Skyrim stuff, but... The video is cute. She's really nice. They did her digital scans and pictures, and they already have her model made up, and it looks dead on perfect. Like, if oh, yeah. if everyone looks as good as she looks in the uh, as far as the models in the game, then Elder Scrolls Six is going to be looking good. But I am excited to see her in this game because she is such a a unique. It's a she's very unique. It's an old lady playing Skyrim. Like there's. I'm not sure if anyone else was doing that before her. At least they weren't getting recognized. Well, but, it's funny because that same day, um, I actually got the early access on my phone for Elder Scrolls Blades. Me too, bro! And I've been playing it like crazy. I love it. Can't play it. I haven't been able to play it since then because I'm not on the lucky list. Oh. I mean, I haven't played it either. Oh. I'm sorry. Depressing. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I've been playing it a lot, and then I lo- I'm sorry. Blade is really good. Does it I, play good at least? It plays really well. I have an S8, oh, so it's not the newest phone. Um, it plays really well. Uh, since we're going to jump into Blades, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. Uh, because they showed Blades in that long Elder Scrolls video that really was like mostly Skyrim. Because <laughs> that's the like, well, it's it, arguably it's one of the greatest games ever made. And how do you really top that? I'm, I bet they're really mad they can't do what Lee wants to do and make a Skyrim too. But um, <laughs> but Blades is really good. It's it's like it's based off of Daggerfall, or it's based off of the gameplay of maybe two, where you're Which just dungeon. Yeah, you just you just um uh you just dungeon crawl. So you're just guiding around. You can hold it uh like like you would Pokemon Go vertically. Um and uh you can, you know, one-handed control it. You just tap where you want to go, kind of like a League of Legends um type of game uh didn't, where you... didn't they uh didn't they mention that when they announced it and people made several like masturbatory type jokes about that? <laughs> uh yeah. Um, so okay. you, you can do that and it's fine. I actually like, I prefer it that way, but you can turn it sideways and you have like a touch screen joystick on the left side and your actions on the right. And it kind of becomes more of a controller oriented. Um, it's really neat. I, I, I love the hook. The hook is you have to rebuild this town that's been destroyed and you got to do that by going to different places on missions. Um, 
so it's not like Skyrim where it's open world where you're exploring this whole big world. You're choosing missions and going to the areas where the missions would be by choosing them, and then you're exploring that dungeon. Uh, so far, that's all I've, I've I've been doing, and it allows you to get materials and money and weapons and armor. Weapons and armor will keep you going into the harder missions, which can gain you better material and money. And the materials and money allow you to build up your town, which unlock you know different crafting elements. And overall, just you can just make your town look awesome, like it's Animal Crossing Skyrim. <laughs> That's, that's uh, but no Tom Nook, so you know, no real bad guy. Good, yeah. So that's the whole thing is like, I was gonna say, <clears throat> I would definitely take Alduin over Tom Nook any day, uh, yes. as far as if I if we had to have a real world villain, because te- technically, technically, Tom Nook is just a reflection of the system in which we live in anyway. God, so God. it's not really that much of a <laughs> world development. Although Jesus. technically Alduin is kind of a parody for pollution and climate change is unchecked, but that's neither here nor there. So, yeah, dragons, raccoons, uh, fantasy, as they say. Jesus Christ. Does anyone you know, else have I anything nev- to say? I, you know, I never thought about Alduin being an allusion to like climate uh, change and you know the destruction of the Earth caused by humans because you know they send them into the future to let the future deal with it. Yeah, it's a perfect allegory. Right. Like and the that. other thing is, everybody acts the entire time like, "Well, that's the end. It's over. There's nothing we can do about it." And you, like, it's literally not true. People can do something about it. They just choose not to. But anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway. <sighs> <sighs> so, anyone else have anything to say about Bethesda before I move on? Well, I got a lot of things to say about Bethesda. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Pax East related. Um, you know, I was, okay, I was surprised that they didn't port Skyrim to anything else, but then I, I couldn't really think of anything for them to do it on. Um, yeah, like, I wouldn't, you know, they I wouldn't mind it being on like a... Well, like, Hot Topic started selling Tamagotchis and stuff again, so I thought, like, how cool would it be to have, like, a miniature, like, a Tamagotchi that plays Skyrim? Uh, I, I am kind of surprised that within the last two big events, GC and PAX, they didn't announce Skyrim coming to the Google Stadia. So I guess that's... But yeah. I'm sure it will. But that's or just working NV- with them. Or so the NVIDIA know. Shield. Uh, okay. Um, all right, moving people, on. There are dozens of people who own that, that system. Literally dozens. <laughs> um... So, moving on to news that maybe only me and Josh care about, and maybe realistically in the gaming world, only I care about. But Dead by Daylight is adding Ashley Williams. Yes, the female protagonist from the Mass Effect series. Nope, sorry. <laughs> Ashley Ash J. Williams from Evil Dead. The, uh, you know, original Evil oh, Dead trilogy. that Evil and- Dead music movie that came out a couple years ago? Nope. With the, uh, the hipsters in the woods? Uh, that was a fine uh. movie, um, but it was not... A real Evil Dead movie. Um, Ash vs. Evil Dead was the most recent series. It ran for four years. I have all of them on Steelbook. Uh, <laughs> I, I, if you can't tell, uh, my favorite thing in this world is horror games and horror movies. Uh, through the and various Bruce podcasts. Campbell. And Bruce Campbell. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, through my various podcasts, that's always been my big thing. And Dead by Daylight was my favorite game of last year that I got into. Not that it came out last year, just my favorite game that I played last year. And uh, Ash being added to this is great, and I'm glad he's not an enemy because I really would hate him like trash talking me as he killed me. <laughs> so I'm glad I get to play as him. <laughs> I think that sounds more fun, actually. No, because I die all the time. No. 
<laughs> he just have he just look at you say, I think this is the part where I'm supposed to tell you to get good or something, but I can see that's a futile effort. You know what? Yeah, I guess if you wrote for, for him, maybe you can they can do evil ash because they didn't show an enemy per se. Uh, they just showed glimpses of Ash and then Bruce Campbell in the studio recording the lines, and that's all we really got. So I'm really not sure what all his DLC will entail. So maybe, maybe your idea is right. Evil Ash. Well, I love Bruce Campbell, uh, especially as a voice actor in video games, just almost as oh. much as I do Mark Hamill as a uh, voice oh, actor. Yeah, so good. Things. The, Speaking, the... While we're on the horror thing, uh, I'll let you. I'll let you bring this up. Are are you alluding? To, are you trying to get me to to mention that Mark Hamill is going to be playing Chucky in the Child's Play reboot? Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, it's fine. Everything gets remade, and now my greatest childhood arch nemesis is getting remade. <laughs> <laughs> What's you sound so down about it? I'm not down. It's a chance for new beginnings and stuff. Well, think about it. Okay, how much did you love Jack Nicholson as the Joker in the original Batman movie? Uh, that was my childhood, so I loved it. I okay, loved it a lot. So you loved it. Think, keep keep that feeling in mind. How much you love that? Now, how much do you love Mark Hamill voice acting the Joker? You know what? If Mark Hamill was playing a cartoon version of Chucky that didn't disrespect, well, not disrespect, but disregard the uh, franchise that was still ongoing, I'd probably be okay with it. But (laughs) for an active franchise that actually has the last two movies have been uh, critically hit, uh, I don't understand anything that happens in this world anymore, and I refuse (laughs) to try to understand anything that happens in this world. Well, I just think Brad Dourif's daughter's very, very pretty. She's very pretty. And I think she deserved better. She did deserve better. Thank you for saying that. Makes me feel better. Especially because, (laughs) you know, Cult of Chucky ended on such a weird note where you had just so much open and... Exactly! ...where the next movie was going to go. Like, come on, guys. Uh, I'm going to shut down. (laughs) Um, um, Let's talk about Cyber Shadow. Uh, And anything's for the Nintendo Switch. Yep, Cyber Shadow, that'll transition. Let's switch into... subjects to indie games. Oh god, yes, indie Wait. games. You're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it good. Uh Josh, indie games. Okay. He threw well, me off. He showed me the Buffy H D remasters and now he's bringing up the reboot of Child's Play and I don't know what to trust <laughs> it anymore. Well, it's it's because there could be no true despair without hope. Well, uh, speaking of PAX and the whole indie game uh, present, all the indie game presentations that they had, there was there was some stuff I didn't like, but there was a lot of really good original game concepts that they showed. What's something, what's something you didn't like? I'm more interested to hear. Yeah, about that. yeah. Let's hear the negative first. Feed okay, me well, negative. Uh, so the first one, I'll, it was actually Cyber Shadow. Um, was okay. not a fan. Okay. What are you? Are you? Do you not like uh, the Metroidvania type style game? Uh, it's just like I was saying before. What I am trying to praise is all the stuff that felt very new, and that just didn't feel new. So it, I it is. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's being published by the people that made Shovel Knight, and it looks just like Shovel Knight, but yeah, obviously a different game style. Yeah. Yeah, and so if you guys have anything to say about it, that's all I have to say. It doesn't feel new. I'm not about it i'm I'm not angry at it but it's it's fine like i probably won't buy it 
Like, that's the way it looks. Like, I've bought Shovel Knight three times, and I love that. But this game, um, if I want to play this game, I'll just buy the Messenger. <laughs> no no offense. That, that looks like a... This looks like a knockoff of the Messenger. But that's that's all I'm going to say. It, it's great for people that want to play it. Um, people may have loved the Messenger, and they're like, I want more. Well, more is Cyber Shadow. That's great. But if like I have to choose between the Messenger and Cyber Shadow for an 8-bit... Um, very throwback ninja type game that's fast and fluid. I'm I'm probably gonna choose Messenger because it's won like a bunch of Game of the Year awards and, um, uh, yeah, those. Yeah. Uh, another one that I, I'm not necessarily disappointed in, but not also not looking forward to. It's kind of neat. I can't remember the name. You might be able to help me out. So I'll describe the gameplay as it yeah. feels like the SNES Batman game, uh, side scrolling. Uh, um, uh yes, of... the takeover or. Yeah, uh, yeah, the takeover, the takeover, yeah. Yeah, that one, uh, you know, it's kind of cool. I, I did like the Batman SNES, and it like that, other than the random 3D car scenes. Um, oh, seem so a little good. out of place. What is it about Batman games ruining it with fucking cars, man? <laughs> Same thing with Arkham Knight, damn it. <laughs> yeah, the, the takeover looked like um like old arcade beat-em-ups, but like more yeah. like the SNES Batman. Yeah, yeah, that looked really cool. Yeah, but still, also not excited when I saw all coming out that just felt genuinely new. Um, this isn't the one I'm most excited about, but I will bring it up first because uh, of its name, and I love it. Fart. Um, yes. It's an acronym for what? Furniture. Uh, oh, crap. Help me out. Um, actually, uh, what is it? Well, the the game is called Moving Out. Okay, yeah, that's just like the the tagline is fart, yeah. Yeah, the tagline is furniture arrangement and relocation technician, fart. Yeah, yeah, okay. That one just looks so cute and so fun. And like the the puzzles just just seem really cool. And I don't know, I feel like I haven't played something necessarily like that before, even though it is very simple. Yes. It it looks really awesome. It looks, it's puzzly, it's arcadey, but it looks like a lot of hectic fun, kind of like an overcooked game when you get multiple people playing and they've got to get do multiple things and they just can't do it. They can't do it at the same time. Yeah. And, and a lot that was coming out um, had a lot of really cool art that wasn't just, you know, some indies they have to resort to an art style because they don't have the resources to do something they might have actually wanted to do. Uh, like a lot of them felt like they were really directed at this art style and they actually fell through with it and they they had their vision and they achieved it but my overall favorite that i saw was my friend my friend pedro yeah a it's not a uh, beat em up but a side scroller shoot em up kind of thing and it seems like the aiming of the like the aiming mechanics are kind of on rails almost where he points for you where to shoot yeah but you have to guide his movements and his acrobatics and everything to dodge properly it it looks like it's going to feel very fluid, oh, very fast-paced, yeah. and just genuinely awesome. It's a very polished indie game. Like, it's super yeah. polished, and there's there's animations in it that I'm like, wow, I wonder how long it took them to, to get that down to be that smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was also... Oh, Lee? Well, I was just going to say, I, it's it's funny that they're still called indie games, and and I get why, but I wonder... <laughs> Uh, how long it's going to be before it's almost like the music industry where they're just going to start calling them alternative games <laughs> because they're just as polished and just as good as uh, quote unquote triple A or mainstream 
uh, releases, if not better. Yeah, now no doubt, yeah. no no doubt. So, indie's definitely not a four letter word uh, anymore. Like no, 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 no. I, I don't think of it as a four letter word, but I do like having the distinction. Oh of no, indie. I know you guys don't, but I'm I'm just saying there's oh, definitely yeah. <laughs> people out there who still think indie game. Well, I don't want that. And those casuals can be how they want to be, but just like the the podcasting me did, like Laura bought that game and had fun with it instantly. The she still plays it. Every that's awesome. <laughs> oh, Yay! I, I do want to make one critique on any being a four letter word. It's it's five. Uh, yeah, I said it wasn't a four letter word. Like it's not okay. a bad word. Like it's not. A I bad was word. technically correct. Okay, which is the best kind of correct. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, uh, I recommended um, to 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 um, to Laura uh, the video kid, and she downloaded it and played it. Um, and just to bring up a couple of other indie games um, that were in the mix, there's a game called After Party. Uh, looks a lot like Oxenfree. Um, if anyone's played that, even down to like the colored bubbles and the and the text, and it's a lot of story decisions and and actions being decided in in like a, a in a story context. If that's not too derivative, um, and uh, there's also uh, close to the sun. That one looked like a mix between Outlast, uh, survival horror indie game, and Bioshock. As far as the art style and the settings, you're basically in like this place that Nick, like this weird compound that Nikola Tesla built, and everyone's either dead or crazy, and you have to escape. So very much a Bioshock-inspired atmosphere. Um, and that, oh man, that one looked super awesome. Um, slightly, slightly off subject, but on subject. Um, yeah. Do you see the uh, Switch uh, remaining king of the uh, indie platform, like the the destination for indie games? By or do far, you yeah. think you think Epic has any chance of becoming a number two over Steam with its inundation of asset flips and crap games? No, I, I don't. I don't with uh, with Epic mostly because. Um, if the Epic Store does become what they want it to be, um, it'll be the Steam Store all over again, and mm-hmm. the Steam Store is synonymous for uh, bad payouts. Firstly, but no one sells anything. Like, oh, I have an indie game; it's on Steam. Well, you're better off just putting it on its.io and selling it for seventy-five cents because you're not gonna make any money on Steam because the market's too flooded. Uh, the Nintendo Switch still doesn't have all the big. They have a lot of big name third party, but they don't have all the big name third party games coming to their system. So there's still those lulls in between games. I mean, depending on what kind of genre you like, because everyone's kind of a genre player. Um, and uh like I'm looking forward to Yoshi just came out this past week and then um Phoenix Wright trilogy gets remastered and never played the first three. It gets remastered, it comes out in a week, then the week after that's Mortal Kombat uh eleven, so they still have a lot of stuff coming. However, you can make big money in the indie game on the Switch. The only thing is because they have like fifteen games come out a week, um you really still need to market it, but it can make a difference. You can market for the Switch, and it and it matter. You can market for Steam, and no one's gonna know. Like, no, because yeah. you're. It's the way that the Steam that Steam does the store too. So, for yes. instance, yes, with sales, <clears throat> there's this awful, stupid fighting game that's like, it's basically a, a quote unquote fighting game that's a bunch of like nude sim models that some body just put assets to and stuff and it's just a bunch of naked women fighting and my suggestions page was not only filled up with that 
which is stupid because I have never bought a single game that's like that or any adult rated game on Steam. But then my mentions for the next like 10 things are all the DLC for this terrible, stupid game. And then I have another page of like 10 other asset flips. So it's like if you don't know exactly what you're going and looking for, like to type the name in, it's just a sea of garbage. And it's like I, I think that's kind of a a bit of an issue because a lot of these indie games, I think they sound cool, but I know that had I not seen the video and had we not talked about them, I had never seen them. So let me just I mean, give you a rundown of, of the games on Featured and Recommended. It's Sekiro, Tropico 6, you've got Warframe, which is free, and you might advertise on that, Devil May Cry 5, uh, which I don't have any Devil May Cry games in my library. I have, uh, my library is 80% indie games. And there's Wolfenstein, Cyberpilot, PUBG. Uh, it's 2019. Come on, uh, Wolfenstein, Youngblood uh, pre-purchase. So two Wolfensteins are my featured and recommended. Star Trek Online. Like I don't own a single thing Star War- Star Trek, and uh, I almost called it Star Wars. So that's how much respect I have for that franchise. Um, <laughs> and uh, the Elder Scrolls um, Bethesda sale. And then you've got Darksiders, uh, Borderlands sales, No Man's Sky, Bayonetta. Like it, Elder Scrolls Online. The big names take over. Now, when you look on the Switch and you look at what's on sale, there is no discrimination. It is literally just randomized on there what's on sale. No one gets a certain rub for reviews, for certain percentages of discounts. I love how the Switch does their store. Everyone else hates it, but I love how I have to look at everything, which means there are several games I have bought that I never would have bought. Um, if uh, I I'm not joking at all. When I click on the Indie tab on mine, <laughs> the four games that are the featured ones is Life is Strange 2. Uh, a Square Published Enix game called, by Square Enix. Uh, a Square Enix game called Anne. Uh, 2K Games, The Golf Club 2019, and Boundless by Square Enix. And that's... Oh, and I'm sorry, there's also C-Gen Core. <laughs> well... That's it. That's the first page I get when I go looking for indie. Also, uh, Grim Dawn, even though I wasn't aware that was an indie game, it's also been around forever. Um, let's see. Dead Cells is definitely, I would say, is a pretty popular game. But, yeah, it, uh, it's there's just so much on Steam. There's so... They don't even give you a tab if you go on to the indie section for newest. It's new and trending. And it's like, well, great. So realistically, your best chance to sell anything is on Switch. If it couldn't sell on Switch, it's not going to sell anywhere. That's just, and you know what? Most games that come out, you can't think of a game as a business. You've got to think of it as a passion project where it's like, no matter what, no matter if it doesn't sell anything, I'm just happy I was able to put it out. And like any product, if you're not giving someone a new experience, why are you making it? Yeah. Thank if you're goodness, not take the studios has never had to experience that with a game. Yeah. I mean, if, like, you know, when we did our, um, when we were making a platformer, we wanted, first off, we made one that was just kind of for fun and it was, uh, which they were both for fun, but 
one we just kind of made it as an as a comedic homage to Dante's Inferno because Dante's Inferno got like one God of War ripoff made by EA uh, in Visceral Games, and that was it. And we were like, we we love this book, and we kind of want to make a comedic take on it and uh, update it for the times. That was cool. Then with our platform that was an original story, we decided what can we do that's different. Three different players for each of the levels. Um, you can cycle them out. The different powers. The completely living and breathing world on the backgrounds. Like if you took a camera on the editor of the levels, you could look blocks behind you, and you could have made that game a first-person. Um, free open world game but it was a platformer a 2.5D platformer and that's very different no one else kind of does that and probably for good reason because we never wound up putting it out Um, because it's a lot more work than what you would need to put in a platformer you could just like copy and paste like Mario does Um, stick burn (laughs) Um, but uh, yeah like it's just indie games while we're on the subject like if you're making an indie game make sure you have something new to bring to the table like any product if you're not bringing the consumer something new then there's no point to it yeah that's um, just some, the way video games have to be looked at something else i've i've heard of uh too with just businesses in general and you either have to look at games one of two ways as business or as art if you're doing the game for the art you're going to be fine uh yeah. because if one person enjoys it then you have accomplished uh what you really need to do. If more people enjoy it, that's even better. If you're looking at it at the perspective of a business, you really need to look at people and businesses and like ask their information and look at marketing and stuff like that. Not just, wow, I have a cool, great idea. Well, I hate to tell you this. Most people have cool and great ideas. Most (laughs) people just don't end up doing anything with them. So be different. Well, also, unless you have a large network of friends willing to work for free, um, making a game is a very expensive and time and time sinking venture. So, I mean, not to be negative or anything, I'm just saying that um, that's a it's a it's a huge undertaking to get into indie game development. And just just so you just so everyone's aware, the vast majority of indie game studios don't last past their first game. So we said all that to say, wow, what a great showing of indie games. <laughs> and, uh, to be fair, we were bringing up these games that look really cool and different and entertaining, especially, um, my friend is Pedro. Just saying. Yeah. Now to move on from indie games to totally, you know, uh, popular games that, have sold millions and millions of copies that are in the eSport category. We have, uh, from Nintendo's tournaments that were also held at PAX East, we have Splatoon 2 and Smash Brothers tournaments to qualify for the World Championships at E3 in June. Um, on the Splatoon 2 side, there's a uh, um, there's a, a neat team called FT Win, FTW, FT Win. Um, they won um, uh, in a 4-3 to three win. They go on to, of course, represent uh, no diversity in the Splatoon 2 tournament. Um, you can you can always look and tell. Uh, and then <laughs> you've got mm. Smash Brothers. Listen, I have a problem with, with, with most esports that involve shooting. Um, but, I mean, at least... 
once we get to Splatoon and we get people from other countries, we'll get the diversity. But in America, it kind of sucks. Um, and then uh, on the Smash Brothers side of it, uh, you had t- three qualifiers that will go from the Southeast region. Uh, the Southeast region one, that's right, the South is good at something. Other than football, we're also good at Vigi games. Pretty good um, at basketball, I believe. Oh, yeah, and, and Auburn's doing good in basketball. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I almost lost my voice screaming today when they were playing Kentucky. Um, but uh, they'll be going to L.A. for the World Championships. Poltergust, Devontae, and Wrath. Um, and they're they're good-looking kids. Look at them. Look at them all happy getting their super fancy gold controllers. Uh, you can look up on Nintendo Versus, the, uh, the Twitter for <laughs> I'm Nintendo sorry. Versus. I thought we were still <laughs> I thought we were still <laughs> talking about college basketball. So when you look at Poltergust, it's like, wow, that is an intense name for a player. <laughs> definitely marketable. Yeah, yeah. That's going to look great on a jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Chuma Okiki, no one knows where you're from, but Poltergust, you're from the spirit world. Wow. <laughs> oh, that killed me. Sorry. I couldn't hold it. And I was like, what a what a crazy name for a basketball player. <laughs> and uh, now our final subject from No, no, no. We have Texas. to talk about the outer worlds first. Oh no! I was about to skip over Outer Worlds. Um, you yeah, know. so so was anyone who's a uh, a pure Steam only player. To uh, yeah, um, so I'm just gonna throw my 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 ideas out there, then I'll let you guys take over and say what you want to say real quick. Because mine, it, it looks like it runs on the old Fallout system, but with Destiny gun shooting um, and uh, just animations wise, it looks like it's 15 years old. But shooting wise, it looks like it is legit. And art style wise, it looks just like Bioshock. So if you're into that style of art, that's what it's going for. Now, whatever you got to say about it, y'all go ahead too. Um, I have no opinion. So <laughs> I think I think just like any other Obsidian game, that it's going to be amazing in about two years when they fix it. Um, <laughs> Dang. <laughs> And personally, I think anybody whining about whatever launcher it's on, uh, that's literally the definition of a first world problem. Oh, poor me. I have to download yet another free launcher. Oh, woe is me. My digital hell. Um, (laughs) But yeah, eh, it's it was one of those games where everybody talked about it because Obsidian the real creators of Fallout and the makers of the best Fallout and all that kind of stuff because of the backlash of Fallout 76. With this one, I um, I don't know. It looks okay. I, I, I wouldn't say it looks bad, but I just feel like I've played this game before without playing it. Um, It looks like a That's Mass Effect the, game from yeah. a different viewpoint. Yeah, it's... uh. It, well, I, I get I get kind of like a... It's almost like they were playing Bioshock, Dishonored, and Mass Effect and went, huh. And now we have a game. But, yeah. Eh. It, I mean, it may surprise me. It may be really cool. Uh, we also didn't talk about that weird-looking model in Wolfenstein Youngblood. Oh, yeah. What is up okay. with that weird kid from Toy Story? <laughs> uh, the blonde girl from the Wolfenstein Youngblood trailer. I tried to skim over this. I didn't want him to bring it up because it's creepy now that I think about it, but the girl in there, the blonde girl, looks like 
Sid from Toy Story mixed with his weird baby doll spider creation. And it's just like, what? Why? Why is this? Why is this a thing? The the artists quit the day before they did her. Okay, they just all quit. Ugh. Anyway. Anyway. Now to now our final. Back to something that won't quit. Borderlands 3, right? Yes, we... let's get the good out of the way. There's two good games that came from this awful, awful panel they did. And um, let me throw out the, the first one. It's like an indie game that they're just publishing. Risk of Rain 2 looks really fun. Josh, did you check that one out? No. Uh, cool. Uh, <laughs> that was like... that's to, We just, we just pulled fair, a gearbox. Like, so, to be fair... I was concentrating on this extra medium kosher cheese block that I'm eating, so I didn't actually hear what you said. The, the Risk of Rain 2? Did you watch that trailer? Oh, yeah, no. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> Thanks, Randy Pitchfork. All right. How is, wait a minute. Let's, how is something extra kosher? <laughs> no, no, no. It's extra medium. How is oh, something okay. extra medium? <laughs> extra medium? That sounds like some kind of Orwellian newspeak to call somebody fat. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay, you Borderlands like, three. Wait, 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 wait. This this cheddar thing is important. So you know, there's like extra sharp. You know, there's there's mild, yeah, and then there's, yeah. there's medium. Well, this one's just a little extra medium. So basically, it's the cheese for pussies who can't commit <laughs> to one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Or is it like extra? Like how people say, "Oh, they're so extra." No, no, no. It's just more precisely medium. Uh-huh. That's the extra. Okay. Uh, so, so speaking okay. of marketing, uh, <laughs> yeah, Borderlands Risk Three of Rain Two does look good. Um, Borderlands Three. All right. So, uh, yeah, Risk of Rain Two looks great. I just want to throw out my theory I had for Borderlands Three before it was known as Borderlands Three. Is everyone ready for this? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you're ready. Um, so someone brought it to my attention that. They showed a lot of characters in that like weird clay-looking thing, monstrosity they had. And that's all they showed. That was their teaser, that big clay thing that had like every character ever. And someone brought up to me, what if it's a Battle Royale? Because 2K doesn't have a Battle Royale. 2K owns a Gearbox. And that would be an easy jump for them. Well, that's the worst thing ever. Yeah, it was a nightmare. It was a panic-inducing nightmare for about 48 hours after someone told me that. Maybe 24, I can't remember. But uh, then they announced Borderlands 3, and it's a real game. So, crisis averted. Well, okay, and you know I love Borderlands. I love the first Borderlands. I do too. Borderlands 2, Tales from the Borderlands. That's all the Borderlands games they've ever done, and I've loved them all. Um, (laughs) And the (laughs) pre-sequel. No, that's not a real game. That didn't happen. Uh, no, my and fan so, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's it's uh it's to Twilight what Shades of Grey is. Uh, so my thing is, I uh, okay. So maybe the pre sequel does exist, and maybe I'm really hoping Borderlands Three is nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it will be, but I know I've heard a lot of rumblings of Tiny Tina being a playable character. And I would love that. Yeah, that would be great. Um, I think it would. I think it'd almost be cool if you could play some of the original Vault Hunters again too. Like if they just kind of threw it into where instead of just four people, like you know, they give you like ten people to choose from, or you know, just really make it like a 
like a thing, you know? Yeah, almost like they could just... <sighs> almost like they could have people in the story... And the story, the, like their roles in the story, change depending on who you actually decide to take on your team. But I'm curious because I didn't see anything in it that either confirmed or denied it. Do you think they'll let you create a character in this one somewhat? I feel they like they always kind of have to where I... you would have your character that was a, a a model, like it was this character. However, you could customize them to be completely different looking than someone else's version of it but i was just wondering about that i think customization would be fine but you really kill dialogue and stuff and and memorable characters that they create if you can create a character like i don't believe that's the franchise for that that's where um borderlands and fallout even though the settings are, are very similar and and um entertainment value is very similar uh fallout really wanted you to have as much customization as was possible without destroying a narrative and borderlands surprisingly as much freedom as they gave you to be absurd their narrative was more structured around their absurd characters so a creative character i don't even know if i'd want to use that because i just i would like to play what i their writers are awesome pre-sequel may have sucked but the writing was still good like i no, I would no 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 you take that back because your first in your first town you go to, they have something called the fucking Marif, which was the words mayor and sheriff put together, and they thought that was hilarious. Fuck that. <laughs> that is a hilarious I like joke. That. I like that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway, um, I, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they create. And there's ultimately for created character. There's other games where I can create my character. I don't need it for this. I'd rather play their creation on this one. Well, what if they let you do it? Like, say it's optional. Like you can choose from one of these pre-made characters, or you can create one. I'd be a little disappointed, um, but I I'd just choose a pre-made one and hope for the best. Hmm. I'd be disappointed with the creative character because that like I don't think that three is the last one, and they keep carrying over like they carried over characters from one to two, and what made the characters from one matter was the fact that you were playing as these different characters, and then when they got into two, it's like oh yeah, I used to love playing as that person, and now I'm like in third person looking at them as they are, are they are now an NPC, and now I want that same thing from the characters from one and two to be in this one, and now three is us playing as the character characters they have created for the new generation of borderlands interesting that's just my take so, on it like everyone's got their own opinion it's not a big deal yeah i just thought it'd be interesting i always uh, have enjoyed you know a little more freedom a little more customization so <clears throat> but i think as long as they have a lot of appearance options like two did because i oh, mean two was so good no two characters looked alike for most people no um, no no it's so different and they're adding no, that function into Back into Borderlands One, they're adding all kind of customization and keys, and and um, like a lot of upgrades are coming to Borderlands One, which is neat. Oh, huh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So we, we've gotten to the good. Let's uh let's get to the bad. Uh, that that bad is Gearbox's entire presentation. Yeah, so would you rather have the uh, Buffy HD remake or Gearbox's panel on a loop? Buffy HD remake. I don't know. I, Buffy I, I HD kinda, remake. I kind of like that card trick that they showed. I was, I was quite <laughs> impressed. That was, that was really intricate right there. Like I did not expect it to be inside of two sealed packages inside of a wrap 
um, box. <laughs> like this, <laughs> pretty cool. Did did he plan for this all to go? Was this one big PR stunt to have it go this bad? Probably. So the card trick, basically, for anyone who hasn't watched the the video, basically the card trick segment starts about six minutes and thirty seconds in, and it goes until like 14 minutes into a video and yeah yeah, yeah. The, the video he's referring to is there's a video called gearbox's pax east 2019 panel was a magical train wreck and uh it is a um it's like a summary video of their entire panel and it's 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 artistic it's uh it's special um, it's, it's super awful. Um, there, the, the cringiness throughout that whole panel, especially in real time. Um, uh, I have friends that watched it in real time. Uh, they decided to watch it together and they're going to watch it and like, Oh yay, Borderlands three. They're super excited. And they watched the, the whole thing and they're like, you know what? I'm not sure if I trust Borderlands three to be good anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> hope they had, they had their own computers to make the games. Um, it's, it's, uh, Ooh, so they didn't bring their own computers, so they were using the computers provided by PAX, which nobody else did, and they by far had the biggest announcement. Um, so that was a fail. Uh, they had their data on like flash drives and tried to play it through Windows Media Player. I didn't know Windows Media Player still existed. So Does it? That. I think you Does have to go really? manually download it. I don't even think it comes preloaded. Anyway. Well, some um, people are stubborn. Like, like, for instance, I was still using Paint. And until I finally just said, you know what? I'm going to give this Paint 3D a try. And I'm here to tell you, Paint 3D is the fucking truth. If there was a religion <laughs> based around Paint 3D, I think I, I would be there for it. Because 3D, like, it gets results. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, but um... anyway, yeah, no. Uh, anyway, haha, <laughs> how lame. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, I didn't know Paint 3D was a real thing, but um. Oh, it's amazing! I still don't know if you're being sarcastic and lying to me I'll or not. To, I'll have to make the. Uh, I'm gonna make the thumbnail for this. Uh, for this podcast Ooh, in man. Paint 3D. Okay. <laughs> um. It, mm, okay. So there was a lot of a lot of quietness. They showed trailers for different stuff, and no one cared. They only. They were only there for Borderlands 3. And these people obviously didn't know their audience. And when they showed the Risk of Rain 2 trailer, they announced it. And people just kind of sat there. And eventually, like after a <laughs> good 20 seconds, two people clapped. And the guy <clears throat> stood up on the stage and waited for someone to clap. Just so they could say, yeah, there you go. And I was like, is this a joke? Is this interpretive <clears throat> art? I don't, I don't understand why this is supposed to get me excited. But they didn't even test the market of who was coming in there like they should have handed out pamphlets of how the show is going to go so that people weren't like all right here's a borderlands 3 trailer and then all of a sudden it's not so they don't clap they're like all right i'm just here for borderlands 3 they should have really prepped the audience to sound like they at least wanted to be there and they didn't i know it sounds like that that sounds dishonest like if I guess if you're doing a panel, but I mean you don't want the kind of honesty they got. <laughs> no, I'd rather no. Nobody wants that much honesty. So um, 
yeah, they, uh, I, people are talking about them at least. People are talking about Gearbox. I'm not sure if that was the whole point, if they were talking about negative or positive. They were like, we just want results. We don't care if they're bad or good. You think they were pulling, like, the, uh, the same thing with, uh, Keurig, the coffee makers, where when Sean Hannity's, uh, what fans boycotted them? They actually gain sales, <laughs> so maybe the more people that talk about Gearbox and how awful it is are the more people that think, "Wow, I need to check out that Borderlands Three trailer." Oh God, I uh, maybe I maybe that was the long con. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's their long game. Good job for them. They're obviously smarter than me. I never would have done something that awful. Um, so they know something I don't. Apparently. Um, anyway, anything else from Gearbox that you want to bring up before we enter the negative zone? Wasn't that the negative zone? <laughs> okay, what about a positive zone? Let's, let's end this episode with a positive zone. Um, is, um do you want the to? Look on that, the look on that dude's face when he did that magic trick was actually great. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know what? No, no, no. I'm just saying that's, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count that as a positive. All right. I think, it, I think it was great that he asked people to come up there, give him birthday presents. Like, oh wait, never mind. I only have one gift. Um, that was neat. But <laughs> shocker, he had more than that one. So it's a good joke. Positive. Yeah, it really he set up the uh, the card trick very well. Um, but it, it, you know, who I really felt bad for. Before I get to positive, I felt bad for the girl that plays the angel in Borderlands because she was on the stage. And she was ready to do a live introduction of the trailer. And then it didn't work. And then Randy Pitchford just left her there. He left her on stage. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'll, I'll leave you to it. And she just kind of <laughs> stood there like, I really regret this job. I really regret this job. So now you, uh, we see where the uh, where Handsome Jack came from. Yeah, yeah, he is Handsome Jack. Good. Except without the handsome and more cellulite. Um, so my positive stuff, I just want, because I, I bashed on indies and not indie games and I didn't bash anyone. I told the truth about a very over romanticized ideal. It's like an idea. Indie games is more of an idea than a market, but I want to just give a list of the games that I, cause I, you know, shout out to video kid a couple weeks ago i just want to give the list of indie games that i have gotten on switch that i thoroughly enjoy um and um josh brought up that game that was a side scroller beat em up earlier and there's a game that's on switch already that's an indie game called raging justice i've played it it's really fun three characters and it looks like claymation kind of sideways going to the streets there's brawlhalla which is an awesome fighting game and really if you can't afford smash brothers just get brawlhalla until you can't afford Smash Brothers, because Brawlhalla is great, and it has a bunch of different indie characters in there fighting each other, like Ukulele fighting um, the Hyperlight Drifter, just or, or Juan. Um, it's it's really great. Uh, Video Kid, of course, uh, love it. Flipping Death it was incredible. It was made by the creators of Stick It to the Man um, and Faye which I also have a Stardew Valley. Um, the Infectious Madness of Dr. Decker is a FMV game where everything is recorded video and you can t- like you play a uh, psychiatrist that 
has taken over for the psychiatrist before you that was murdered, and it may be from one of his patients, but you have to take over all his patients, and you talk to them, and you can ask them questions that are pre-made, or you can custom type out uh, questions, and they have answers responding to it, and it's really a great guided um, story-based game. There's Hollow. It's a survival horror game. Zeo Drifter, which is a Metroidvania. Um, there is... Uh, the Way Remastered. There's Plague Road, which is like an indie game, uh, indie RPG with a really cool art style. Hollow Knight, Night in the Woods, Axiom Verge, Fave, I've already said. Um, one that's indie, but people don't want to give it credit for being indie, is Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn. That game was really fun. Uh, it's Shaq Fu. It's got tons of references to all of the products he endorses. Um, Typo Man, Oxen Free, and uh, Battle Chef Brigade, and Steamroll Dig 2. So, there. I wanted my positive so, to just throw out a bunch of games. games. Just That's just the few indie games I have wow. on there. On the Wii U, I had about 60 indie games. So, I, I'm happy to see Borderlands 3 coming because I, I like Borderlands. Yeah. Yeah. I love I Borderlands. Do, I do have one positive I just thought of earlier when I was talking about the, the, the cheese block. Um, Lee asked, how can something be extra kosher? Even though that's not what I was referring to, I took a lot, took a lot of thought. Kosher for Passover. That would be, I guess, like extra kosher. Oh, my God. There we go. Oh, okay. A few extra rolls. Like, yeah, that's my, that's my positive. Uh-huh. Your so positive you, you've, is... been, you've been brooding over that and thinking about that this entire time. Not the entire time, but the, for a, a fair amount of time. <laughs> well, okay. okay. Um, just, that... just checking. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. This is what happens when Dylan's not on the show. Josh gets <laughs> really into cheese. <laughs> As you um... guys can see, I just uploaded a picture that I made in paint 3D while you were thinking about cheese, and we were discussing our positives. Is this your car? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so thank you guys for listening. Thank thank you to Hannah and Josh for being here and talking about cheese and uh, making art in Paint 3D. If you want to follow us on any social media, we are at Take the Studios, and you can see all of our cheese endeavors there. YouTube.com slash Take the Studios has cheese reviews brought to you by Josh. And um, you can find us individually on social media like myself. I am at SYCO1316. I am Joshua Shoemaker at Dev, but also, if you keep kosher, keep in mind Passover is coming up, so you'll have to be extra kosher starting. And I'm at Hannah Nelson. And just remember, kids, that means if you want the angel of death to pass over you, paint some blood on your, uh, you know, your door, and uh, you can eat whatever you want on the inside because he doesn't check on that. <laughs> and, and, uh, and yeah, and also something that's coming up is WrestleMania this upcoming weekend, and uh, we have another podcast that's associated with this one, and that's the Smart Mark Show. And uh, please go and check that out. This week we are giving a WrestleMania preview and choosing who we think may win what matches. Last week we posted an episode that was ranking our top five WrestleMania cards, which spoiler alert number one is WrestleMania 17, as it is for every wrestling fan. Um, and uh, please for this podcast share it subscribe rate it comment on it uh as long as the ratings are good and the comments are good if you want to blast us just do it on our twitter um, oh and thanks for listening scott i hope that someone named scott is listening because they just freaked out and that's 
That's all. I <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I'm going to choose a random name too. Thanks for listening, Ryan. Hmm. Safe choice. Safe choice. Safe choice. Yeah, Josh. I'm going to go with Scott again. That's my boss's name, so if he listens... <laughs> what? You can't do two yeah. Scots. Okay, okay. You can have Scott. I'm going to say... Uh, ooh, ah, what's a good white girl name? Uh, Michaela. Michaela. Oh. Michaela? Why not Ashley? Well, because we already talked about Ashley. Okay, <laughs> All right. Um, bye? I think it's over. All right, yeah. Bye. <laughs> bye. Cause I know it we're all the same Oh yeah, we all seek out to satisfy those thrills You know there ain't no arrest for the wicked Money don't grow on 